This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle. Get in on the conversation at 866-979-ESPN. Now here's your host, the professor, John Clayton. And good morning, everybody. we got the full show today from 8 to 11. Uh, you can give us a call at 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Of course, a uh, big weekend, a big game against the Green Bay Packers. We got the bye week over with, so uh, now they get back into football and try to finish out the final nine games of the season and see where they stand. You know, of course, a lot, a lot of positive news, and of course, we'll get into the positive news as far as getting into headlines. Well, it looks like uh, Russell Wilson's going to be back because he took him off the injured reserve list, and he looks like he's going to be able to play despite that finger injury that should have kept him out maybe as, me- as much as eight weeks because it turned out to be worse than anybody even said, but he worked so hard in being able to come back in the rehab. Then, of course, uh, Dewan Estridge, he's back. He's going to be uh, coming off the concussion from week one, and so he's coming off the injured list. But they won't have Chris Carson. Chris Carson's still banged up with that uh, that head head in, uh, the problem that he has with his neck. So he's not coming off IR. He's staying on IR. Not going to be able to play tomorrow for the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers actually got back in the building today, and it looks like he's all set to return as a starter after missing one week with COVID-19. Uh, David Bakhtiari, the left tackle, is not going to be able to play. So that uh, keeps that offensive line a little bit off because you know they don't have their best left tackle being on, on the field. So those things are all out there. And so that uh, seems to be the case. In New Orleans, Alvin Kamara not going to be able to play. He's got some I think, knee issues and all that stuff. And so now they're down uh, Kamara, their best pass catcher, who has leads the team in receptions. And they have very little at the wide receiver position. And as you know, of course, uh, they did not have any success in trying to be able to you know, get uh, o- Odell Beckham Jr. because Beckham Jr. ended up going to the Rams. So that didn't work out that well. So the Saints right now could be in some difficult times, particularly now knowing they have to go you know, with Trevor Simeon as a starting quarterback and then maybe mix in a little bit of Taysom Hill. And so they ended up losing last week. We'll see where they stand this week. Uh, so that, that's a little bit shaky right now. And those are our headlines. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to JB in Renton. Hey, JB. Hey, Mr. Clayton. How you doing on this fine Saturday morning? My Good. Friend? How are you? All right. Speaking of shaky, I mean, you know, you know, you watched that game last week with Atlanta with the Saints. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first half, those guys dropped six balls in crucial times. Those wide receivers. Yeah, they're terrible. And the tight end. Was that... And they're terrible. It's the worst receiving group in football. Oh, they dropped them in crucial times. I mean, talk about not helping somebody out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it awful. Now, losing Alvin Kamara is a big deal. Like, he leaves the team in reception. The only good, bright spot about it, you got an arm game in there. That's yeah. the only bright spot. Yeah. You got an going to help you out. Yeah, that's the only good thing. Now, the Odell Beckham situation, do you think? I don't think it was more of a fit. I think it's more just location for him. Mm-hmm. Would you say that? I mean, because if you look at what the Rams got on the receiving core, yeah, on the receiving side, Woods, Cooper Cup, they got the young kid. I mean, do they really need him? 
No, but I think uh, what they what they're doing, they're going for it this year. I mean, they yeah. don't care. They don't care about the future. They just care about this year. I mean, they traded for Vaughn Miller. They're not sure if he's going to be able to play this week. He missed last week's game, and then of course now they get Odell Beckham Jr. And uh, you know, the the thought was they told him, hey, we're going to even use more four receiver sets, so you'll get a chance to do so much more. How that works, I don't know. But I mean, he's not going to be any more than the third option, and that may not satisfy him because it didn't. I mean, even he was a second option in Cleveland, and it didn't work out. Uh, but we'll see. But uh, they're they're going for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, they practically give up all their draft picks yeah. just to go for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. they go. They they putting it all eggs in one basket right there. The Von Miller situation. If he, you know, I don't know how, how healthy he is as far as that's concerned for him to come back, and help, it would be a nice addition. Yeah. If you give him the opposite of Aaron Donald, mm-hmm. he's help. You've got to give him help. Now, that loss they took last week to Tennessee, did not, it showed a lot of vulnerability in the, on their defensive side of the ball. Right. And it showed that if you, if you can get to that staff that we're rushing for, you can stabilize them. Mm-hmm. But you have to get to a rushing for. Yeah. Now, who in the NFC can do that? Well, I mean, there's a bunch of teams. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, with 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 uh, certainly the Rams. I mean, now, I mean, because you know, he, you know, because I think what Vaughn had like four and a half, five and a half sacks and all that stuff. He played well with Denver, and uh, he was like the only remaining linebacker after lose three starters, and you know that took away a lot that he can do because now you can double team him if you need to, or you can take him out of the game or whatever. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, but uh, I'm talking about the, the the Rams' offensive line. Oh, the Rams' what, offensive what line. Saw? Yeah, there, there's some there's some issues there. Yeah, I think that uh, you know Andrew Whitworth starting to show his age. Uh, you can see that the center Brian Allen. I mean, he was hurt and is hurt this week. I don't know if he's going to be able to play. Uh, I'm not. I don't know how good Rob Haverstein is. I mean, he's still kind of mm-hmm. you know pretty average. But uh, uh, I think the line's a little bit overrated. Oh yeah, they went, well they, they're gonna they're gonna employ the I guess four wide receivers set one back in the backfield or they can go just and just go zero yeah. zero uh, running backs in the back tied in and four wide receivers and they just gonna throw the ball over the field at you. Mm-hmm. I get. I mean, what they throw, they they throw the ball like thirty six times a game where Seattle I think throws it like twenty seven and a half. Yeah, they do throw a lot. Well, the running game is not that good, Mister. No, it isn't. There. No, ever since they lost, they lost Cam Akers. Yeah, um, Sony Michelle is not the guy. No, no, no. Uh, uh-uh. he's not the guy. I mean, to, to, to get a balanced running attack, they don't have a balanced running attack there. It's no. all predicated on, on throwing the ball. Uh huh. Yeah, because they got yeah. Sony Michelle and Daryl Henderson. Yeah, and they—they're not getting that production that you think they should. Mm-hmm. No, but uh-uh. they—they're still seven and two. Which is still good. Yeah. Which is still good. All you, all you got to do is hold serve and get to the playoffs. Right. So that's it. But remember, we talk about the Rams. Arizona's still right there. Right. Eight and one. That, yeah. And yeah, that that could be a, that could be an interesting finishing to the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Now you look at the playoff picture right now with the Saints losing their quarterback, no wide receivers. That could be a problem for them. As far as trying to hold on to that last spot in the, in the playoff picture, right now. Oh, I, I agree. Think Atlanta is the last one right now. Mm-hmm. They're last, but 
They're going to Dallas. What happened to Dallas last weekend? I have no idea. That was just unbelievable that here's a Denver team that has so many injuries, so many problems and all that stuff, and they fall behind 36 to nothing in the fourth quarter. And, and, and they got slapped in there. What, what about the Buffalo Bills last week against the Jacksonville Jaguars? Well, it just shows I you mean, right now, uh, it's like even Baltimore uh, losing on Thursday night. It's like uh, yeah. you, you can't count on any team being good week in and week out. No, no. You can't. Right now, right now is the war of attrition as far as concerning the NFL. Yeah. If you're not, if you're going in with some, some parts that are missing that are key, key, key parts to your team, it can definitely show up. Uh-huh. And it can be a problem. It can definitely be. Now, let's look at some of these games coming up. Cleveland going to New England. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty intriguing it game is. right there. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, I, you know I mean, what? it's like what you wonder about is that, uh, you know, Nick Chubb's on COVID-19. And so, because of that, they have no running backs. They, they are because again, uh, Kareem Hunt's on injured reserve, so they don't have any running backs. A right tackle, Jack Conklin's out for the season. Uh, so they've got they've got some issues now. They don't have Odell Beckham Jr. to replace him. It's an unknown, a, a, a rookie, and so it's like uh, you know their offense is not going to be as good. And you know something too. Also, you look on the opposite side. New England's defense has been very good. Very good, yeah. Last four, yeah, they've been very good. They did. I mean, they took a Carolina team and Garland on, which we were at home, but they did. But anyway, they, they, they're starting on good. And going to New England, that could be a problem for for, for Cleveland mm-hmm. as far as that's concerned. You know, yeah. hey, you look at you look at Minnesota's in trouble. Oh yeah, big trouble. They're all, they're, they're, and all those guys in the did they get enough guys to dress up to play? I it, uh, you start to wonder because now they're like six or seven. Uh, I think what in the last seven days or so they've had six, seven guys that have had to go on COVID nineteen. Six or seven guys. Wow, um, that's um, that, 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 the guard went into. He got admitted to the hospital, didn't he? Do, uh, Dakota Dozier, yeah, he's in the hospital. Yeah, he to, yeah, he ended up in the hospital. Mm-hmm. They're starting. We, we, they're starting center. Is in COVID nineteen. I mean, they they're in bad shape. There he is. What do you think about Carolina bringing Cam Newton back? Is that just indicative of Sam Darnold? Um, I mean, well, Darnold's now going to be out for a month, and so I guess mm-hmm. you look at it, it's like who else is on the street? What I can't believe is they paid him four and a half million bucks. How do you do I know. that? I know. They. I mean, they opened up the bank for Cam Newton for the last like seven games. Yeah. Of the season, seven, eight games. Eight games. Yeah, I mean, wow. I mean, they paid a lot of money for mm-hmm. him. Agreed. Well, next week he's probably going to get to start next week. Yeah. For the Cardinals, no doubt. Yeah, for the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Now, they're playing the Car- they're playing the Cardinals this week. That's going to be a pretty intriguing game there, as far as that. No, it's not, it's not intriguing because Carolina's not that good. No, no. I mean, no, no. Mr. Clay, I, I'll take that back. Arizona's going to beat Carolina. Yeah, agreed. Okay, I agree. We both agree on that. that that's not going to be intriguing at all. No. The thing about Carolina, their defense has played pretty good, but I think with the problems they have on the offensive side of the ball, mm-hmm. it exposes your defense to the other team having more opportunity to exploit your defense. Right. So that that's not going to work out as far as that's concerned. What about what, 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 like Kansas City? What do, you, what do you make of that, Mr. Clayton, right now, their offense? I mean, right now they they got problems on the offensive line. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes is making too many mistakes with the interceptions. They, they don't have their starting running back, uh, Clyde Edward-Hilaire. He may be back this week or next week. Uh, so that's taken something away from them. Uh, so it's a, it's been a disappointment. But again, it's like, uh, I mean, you know, that, that's the thing that's so strange this year. I mean, everybody's a disappointment. I mean, there's no great yeah. team. You're right about that. There's a lot of disappointment in the NFL this year. Yeah. I mean, you look at the team opposite playing Kansas City and the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Having the situation with, with, with the coach, right. having a couple of players out already mm-hmm. that, 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 that to cut two first-round picks. Right. You know, I mean, is this, is this, and, and Kansas City just don't look themselves anymore, Mr. Clayton. They don't look like the guys that you feared on the opposite side of that ball. They don't. They don't run the ball like they used to. Patrick Mahomes is, I think, always feeding the ball out, mm-hmm. you know, a little too much. You know, that's just causing the issues. Defenses have understand that their offensive intricacies a little more. Mm-hmm. They're getting better defending now. And, ba- so and basically, they, 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 just, they just can't be cover two defense. I mean, because everybody's playing cover two against them, and it's like they just can't beat it. For no reason at all. They yeah. just cannot beat Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we'll find out when you I, I think the Raiders might have a good chance to get him, Mr. Clayton. Very well could. They might have. Yeah. I mean, I expect Nola's defense players did play a little better last week. Mm-hmm. They did play a little better. They, you know, they held the team down, but it, we'll, we'll find out. What do you think about the Steelers, Mr. Clayton, right quick? I think, the I think they're getting better. I mean, you know, they're, mm-hmm. the offensive line's not that good. Now, of course, they won't have uh, Chase Claiborne for the game this week. He's going to be out, and so that's going to hurt mm-hmm. them because, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster is on the injured reserve list, so they're going to be real thin uh, pass catching. Uh, think that uh, they're good run, trying to get better running the football, and I think Ben Roethlisberger's in a little bit of a good stretch right now. And defensively, they're real good. Uh, we'll see how they can do now with the problems that they have at wide receiver. Yeah, they got to they got to cure that that issue over there. I, I think another team that might have a good game tomorrow is the Colts. Yeah, I mean they're playing Jacksonville, of course. I think they're gonna have a good game because. That'll probably help them out as far as you know. You, you think the coach could probably? They, I don't think they catch Tennessee in that division. No, they won't. Last, no, they won't catch Tennessee in that division. Tennessee is playing some pretty good football right now. Yeah, because I mean, I Tennessee, just, t- Tennessee has them by what two and a half and three games, and has beaten them twice. Yeah, that's a problem. That's going to be a problem for the coach. It, are they a disappointment to you this year, the Colts? What's that again? Is the coach a disappointment to you? No, I think he's good. No? No, again, he's, no. A, he's on a quarterback transition. He's had some injuries mm-hmm. on the offensive line. You know, the, I mean, they, they opened the season playing five games against teams that won 10 games last year, and so they just got behind the eight ball. And, of course, Carson Wentz, he ends up coming there, and he gets the, anchor, he get the, he gets the injury, and he doesn't have a single practice until the first week of the regular season. Yeah, that's true too. They so have some issues that are like that. But yeah. hey, you know they they they're bounced back. They're playing pretty tough football. They right are. Now. Hey, got 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 to run. All right, Mister Clayton. Talk to you next Saturday, my sure. Eight six six nine seven nine ESPN two zero six four two one ESPN. John Clayton Show seven ten ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on seven ten ESPN Seattle and seven ten Sports dot com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Raider Jim. Hey, Jim, how are you? I'm doing great, John. How are you doing? Real good. 
Good. Yeah, hey, just to call out to Irish Mickey from last week, the conversation you had with him was just so um, so thoughtful, and I just concur with it entirely. You're just a great guy, John. It's great talking to you. You nurture your audience, not only the, the listeners, but the callers in, and you know, and, and then you're a dedicated husband to your wife, and those are just such great things, John. I oh, appreciate that. Thank you. Of course. Yeah. So, John, uh, the Raiders released another first-rounder, Damon Arnett. Oh. And, um, yeah, the whole 2020 class, you have to conclude, it's been botched by the Raiders. I mean, you know, they had Henry Ruggs out, uh, Damon Arnett out. Third round, they didn't have a second rounder. They went to the third round, Lynn Bowden. Before he even had a snap, they shipped him out to Miami. Uh, then they chose Brian Edwards right after that. He he's, he plays. He's okay, yeah. He's... Um, and then there's Tanner Muse, which, of course, the Seahawks fans know now. Um, there's the fourth rounder, John Simpson. He plays. He plays left guard. Then there's Amik Robertson, who hasn't really been able to find a, a spot on the team, but he's still on the team. So, I mean, of those seven players, four are gone, John. I mean, uh, that's not good. No. <laughs> Definitely not good. I mean, that's not – I mean, the, the previous year was much better. Um, and when they talked about foundational players, at least that's what Mayock was talking about. Mm-hmm. I think they hit the mark on that. But with the with the 2020 draft, not so yeah, much. Yeah, of course, I mean, Cleveland Farrell in the last – I mean, he's been terrible. He hasn't. He, ha, he I, I. It was a reach. I think people need to conclude that now, even though um, he had shown some signs of improvement. But with all the people that Gus Bradley's brought in mm-hmm. uh, and the rotation and the defensive line, it's really been difficult for him to uh, be dis- to distinguish himself at all. Well, he doesn't play. Uh, I mean, he's he's not even a starter. Well, yeah, yeah, it was a healthy scratch for I think two games. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I, I understand it's it's not been good. But with the Arnett situation, I mean, who the heck uh, gets a rental car and smashes four rental cars in a month? Mm-hmm. Who, who, who does that? Uh, not, I mean, not many. I mean, you got to really question uh, a person's um, wherewithal uh, to, you know, it's just you don't do that stuff. And the, the interesting thing, I think, for the dynamic of the team presently is that, um, you know, uh, I think Gruden would have showed more forbearance, but with Mayock, as soon as that social media stuff came out about him brandishing weapons and saying he's going to kill someone, they they let him go, and good for them for doing that. That's Agreed. not acceptable. Just totally well, yeah, don't you have to agree? I have never seen a team that has had more internal problems than the Raiders right now. I thank mean, this you. is it's about as bad as I've ever seen. Thank, I mean, thank you. Know, you. It's yeah. just it, and it's it's hard for fans, at least for me, to endure it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's like, what the heck is going on out there? What, what Barry was said. Yeah, you, know, you, you like, got you got you got a cornerback out there, you know, threatening to kill people. Uh, you got a wide receiver that uh, drives 156 miles an hour, kills a woman who's 23 years old in a car accident. Uh, you've got John Gruden, you know, and and again, how what would you think of his uh, you know lawsuit? Where now he's suing Roger Goodell in the National Football League, but it's like, uh, you know, it's like, well, what, what, the truth will come out. Well, the truth is all in the emails, and you have 650,000 emails, which he sent a whole bunch of them, and they were all bad, nasty, and mean. They were, and there's no accept, there's no acceptable. Uh, um, it's just a bad behavior all the way around on that. However, the 650,000 emails. They were selectively applied to John Gruden, mm-hmm. which impacted the Raiders in the middle of the season. Okay, why? That's the question. 
And I think that we need to explore that because there are still 40 women out there who haven't gotten justice either because of the hostile work environment created by the Washington football team. Right. Why, are, why is the NFL being so selective? And, and that's the problem. And, and, you know, John Gruden, his reputation has been ruined. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these were confidential uh, messages. Not that what he said was acceptable because it wasn't. So, I, I mean, you, you called it about when, when it happened. He said, you know, he's probably going to sue the NFL. Well, oh, yeah. there's no surprise there. Um, getting to the game this weekend, it's prime time for the Raiders and the Chiefs. You know, it's usually always decided by less than three points. They're mm-hmm. always close games. What do you think is going to happen there, John? I, you heard, I heard John, you and JB talk a little bit about it. Uh, I mean, I, I think right now there's going to be the big adjustment of wide receiver because, you know, I don't know if, you know, Deshaun Jackson has enough time to learn the offense and what he can do. But certainly there's issues at the receiver position. I, I, I'm not sold in their offensive line. I think they've done a horrible job with that O-line. And particularly, you know, now they got, you know, they have the the injuries that they have. You know, they have the three starters that are out. I mean, it's like nobody even brings up Richie Incognito anymore. I mean, he hasn't even been active for, active for a single game. It's bad. Well, it's, it's interesting because the, the whole idea was there after the bye week. He was probably going to see start, start to surface a week after the bye week. Yeah. That was what the plan was. They, I mean, I guess the reporters and the beat reporters that do the press conferences with the coach, they didn't even ask him about Richie Young. No, no. And so I think that's interesting. What Sometimes what they don't say or what they don't ask is also as important as what they do ask. Mm-hmm. In other words, it's, it's known throughout uh, the, that market that he's probably not going to be back. No. And 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 you know what? It's it's okay. He's, he's you know he's, he's a veteran. Uh, they like his presence, but you know <laughs> you you have to have your value when you're on the field. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't done that. But John Simpson has filled in admirably. He's no Richie Incognito, but he's done well. But you know, and and I think that they've gelled better um, in the last three or four games on the offensive line than they did at first. At first year, I agree with you. It did not work well, but it's working better now. Uh, and uh, I think what's more concerning for the Chiefs, for instance, is that they can't seem to beat a cover two, or for that matter, a cover three. Mm-hmm. And that's what Gus Bradley runs. Right. And I, I'm just, I'm just amazed. Maybe there's this, about this thing about this Super Bowl hangover is true, because boy, oh boy, oh boy, yeah. the, the Chiefs just do not look the same. Do not look good. They do not look good. I mean, again, but again, there's so many teams right now you can say the same thing. I mean, you look at all the AFC, and there's like 11 teams with winning records, but it's like who right now is playing strong enough that you're saying, because, you know, like, that, that was a question at the beginning of the week. So who's going to be in the Super Bowl? And it's like, I have no idea. Right. No right. idea. It's like it's, no, it's none. a free-for-all. It's yeah. a free-for-all. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking Buffalo. That's yeah. what I was thinking. And, and they lose to Jacksonville, feel, for God's sake! Oh my gosh, John! I just cannot believe it. I, I, I had to watch the I had to watch the replay, you know. The, yeah, the, yeah. The, And I just was like, "Wow!" I know. What the heck happened to Buffalo? Mm-hmm. And then and then you mentioned it with JB Dallas. I mean, oh. they just totally laid an egg. What was going on with that? What about Baltimore I, on Thursday night? Oh, it's just like, <laughs> what is going on out there, John? Hey, J- hey, J- hey, Jim, got, got got to run. Okay, John. Bye bye. All right, let's go to Ed in Denver. Hey, Ed. Oh, so let's take a let's take a break. Uh, give us a call at eight six six nine seven nine ESPN two zero six four two one ESPN. John Clayton Show seven ten ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on seven ten ESPN Seattle and seven ten Sports dot com. 
866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Give us a call. It's uh, the John Clayton Show. Let's go to Ed in Denver. Morning, John. Morning, Ed. How are you? Good to you and Pat. Thank you. Doing well. There's there's so much to talk about, it's hard to know where to start. Yeah, agreed. But let's <laughs> but start let's it start off. With, uh, let's start with the taunting calls need to oh. go away and talk about how ridiculous that taunting call against the former Seahawk Cassius Marsh was. Mm-hmm. That was awful. I mean, again, uh, you know, he's just celebrating a play as opposed to trying to, uh, in you know, get in the face of opponents and create tension and you know, just like I, I, I just think it's one of the worst rules that they've added in many, many years. I mean, it's as bad as the uh, you know the defensive uh, pass interference thing that they added a couple years ago. They just keep they're overdoing it, and the officials all they're going to do, particularly from the league office, is back it up. Yeah, and you no doubt saw that not only did he get the penalty, uh, which I want to add that, uh, you know, he was staring down his former teammates right. Right, since uh, he was on Pittsburgh earlier in the year. So that was probably more like a tongue-in-cheek kind of uh-huh. action than it was anything malignant at all, of course. Um, but he's also being fined. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. Well, you, you always get a fine for taunting. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's like... I mean, of, of well, the twenty some, twenty five, twenty eight uh, taunting calls, and we're you know we're pretty much getting like eight a week, which is just ridiculous. It's just, it's like, and then the the bad part is it's fifteen yards. I mean, you're making a, a dance celebration, you know, the same as like a personal foul knocking down a quarterback. It's re- it's just terrible. Yeah, well, not only that, of course, John. Um, I know you're from Pittsburgh and all that kind of thing, but. Uh... Myself as a diehard Seahawks fan and going back to the 70s, a diehard Raiders fan, I have a heavy dislike for the Steelers, as you might imagine. Um, And the officials essentially gave that game to the Steelers Mm -hmm. with that call. I mean, there's no question about it. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, They pretty much did, yeah. I know know the Bears, uh, it was pretty much a one-sided calls as far as officiating all through the game, which is not good. But yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Yeah, no, it was like uh, the Seahawks Super Bowl all over again. Uh-huh. I didn't see the whole game, but uh, I heard uh, the announcers talking about how it was so one-sided. Um, let's move to the fact that the Seahawks can never execute a screen pass well, or rarely, um, and it certainly would help take the pressure off Russell Wilson if they could do uh-huh. it well. And go on to the fact that maybe they should take a page out of the Dolphins' playbook and uh, throw a screen pass to one of the guards. Nah, that's nah, nah, that, just kidding. But I know. Did you see that play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was interesting, but again, it's like uh, you know, it's not legal, so it doesn't necessarily mean anything. Can't do it. So it's like, yeah, yeah no, of course, but uh, gee. Um, wait till the film session on Monday. Uh, those guys are going to be howling, and they mm-hmm. already were howling before that. But again, it's like, aren't you amazed? Was, aren't you amazed at uh, like no? There, there's no team right now that you can count on to be good. None. 
Yeah, no, along that line, it definitely leads me to the game between Dallas and Mm -hmm. Denver. And, of course, before that game, Michael Irvin going on and on about how Dallas was the best team in the NFL, Um, not biased or anything there. But, uh, I mean, I knew going into that game that Dallas is definitely not the the best team in the NFL. And, uh, I mean, I don't really think they're that good. I'm very biased on that because Mm -hmm. they're like my – second most disliked team behind the Steelers. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, boy, I was uh, celebrating big time when I saw Denver handed it to him. 36 um, nothing in the fourth quarter. It was 36 nothing yeah, in the fourth quarter. That? No. Oh, I mean, if someone he, would have told you that that was going to be the score in the fourth quarter, you would have been telling them that they needed to see their psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Again. I mean, here's a team that lost their entire linebacking core, Denver, uh, they have one missing part on the defensive line, uh, two missing cornerbacks because Patrick Sertan ended up getting hurt during the game with a knee injury, and he couldn't finish. And then, you know, they don't have Bryce Callahan. And so it's like, what the heck happened in that game? You know, and here's Dallas supposedly all healthy and all that stuff, and they look terrible. And, of course, the reason was is that the Broncos were very motivated by the fact that the Cowboys were showing them no respect uh, on the defense. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they were going for it on fourth down with the idea that uh, they didn't care if they made it or not because they felt like, uh, well, they felt like the Denver offense wasn't going to do anything against them, and then they subsequently ran all over them, as you saw. Right. Yeah, so it's like I also don't think that Arizona is as good as everyone is touting them to be. I mean, they're clearly good, but yeah. uh, um, as you say, there is no great team, and I really think that Arizona is going to fall mightily before it's all over here. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, their schedule isn't that hard, so that that could keep propping them up. But they are eight and one, and they have beaten the Rams down in L.A. And then we'll see how they come into Seattle next week and how they do here. Uh, still don't know for sure if Kyler Murray's going to play. Still questionable as far as DeAndre Hopkins. But uh, yeah, there's definitely some questions right now with Arizona. But again, you can't question eight and one. Eight and one's eight and one. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and we'll see. And I'm so hoping that somehow the CFs can pull off beating Green Bay mm-hmm. uh, this weekend, which would set up a huge um, game next week, which uh, I'll be going to regardless. Right. Um, You're coming back into like town to for that one? Some, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I missed the Jacksonville game, but uh, I'll be definitely there for the Cardinals game. Yeah, it's like um, uh, missing, a, well missing, my... missing a Jacksonville game. Uh, was no big deal. Yeah, I know, I know. But uh, I emotionally sold my tickets there after they mm-hmm. lost the game before that. But, right. Uh, I would like to say something about Raider Jim for just a moment here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, Henry Ruggs, what a terrible story. Um, but I just want to dig up a story from the 70s of the Raider player that uh, uh, I'm sure you remember, Warren Wells. Right, remember right. Him and Warren the Wells, sure. Strife that he had, and of course uh, when he came back from playing uh, or from his jail sentence, essentially, mm-hmm. um, I believe that was a domestic uh, um, deal of some sort, which would have been punished much greater in today's laws and so forth. But uh, he was never the same player after that, which is too bad. Right. Yeah, I mean, again, it's like uh, 
you know, you, but I, I don't think I've ever seen a team that has had more problems in one year than the Raiders. I mean, they're lo- they lose their coach, even though he's suing the league for, you know, years, when, particularly when he was at ESPN, of sending nasty emails. I mean, just horrible emails. And, of course, you know, once, the, the, once they became public, he should have been fired. Then they had four people in the front office that uh, were fired for problems with the accounting numbers and some of the numbers that they have in economics and all that stuff. Then you have the two first-round picks that had to be let go. I mean, how about uh, Arnett, who ends up, you know, being let go for showing a video that went viral that he was, you know, touting guns and threatening to kill people? Yeah, no, that's all terrible. I mean, Gruden, by suing the NFL, which, uh, by the way, I was so disappointed to hear hear that story because over the years I liked Gruden a lot. Yeah, I do too. Know all of this uh, under underlying things that he was doing, but uh, by suing the NFL, he's only digging his grave deeper and adding. adding salt to the wound, I would say, because um, it seems unconscionable that he could ever have a case against the NFL. Um, but yeah, but didn't, didn't you love the, really didn't you love the stories? As soon as it came out with all the emails and all the bad emails, he says, well, you, you just wait. Uh, the truth will come out on this. What truth can come out? Yeah, we saw is, the emails. Time. I mean, the emails were bad. I mean, listen, it's like, uh, I, you know, I venture to say, I know I never have, I venture to say you never have. I would imagine that most people uh, on who listen and call in this show have never had the sending out emails as bad as that, where it's like uh, bad comments about women, bad comments about any, so many different things. It's like it's like you use email for whatever you do for social reasons and business reasons and all that stuff. Why do you take it that level and then send out as many nasty things as John Gruden sent out? There's nothing to hide. No, I mean, absolutely. It's like it's only going to come back to be used against you yeah. from a legal standpoint. And uh, I know all too well, um, well, gee, I just never do anything like that. I would never make uh, any comments like he did, of course. But, uh, you know, any comments, good, bad, or indifferent, uh, I would never put in a text, never put in an email. You know, absolutely not. None of that goes into print, John. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, it's like it's incredible. But it's like that's what it is. And you you can see how bad it is. And that, uh, you know, it's like now they're paying the price. And who knows what next is going to happen with the Raiders. Exactly. And uh, speaking of people digging things deeper than ever, Aaron Rodgers has kind of, Hmm. you know, just made it look what was bad. He's only made worse. Yeah. And what I wonder about is that how upset is he that they didn't and they botched the ability to get Odell Beckham Jr. Because they only offered him the minimum salary and apparently their communication to Odell Beckham Jr. and his agent wasn't very good. And so he ends up going to the Rams and they haven't done anything to replace Robert Tanyan. I mean, he's the tight end who blew out his knee. Yeah, exactly. No, they're not making the right decisions. Uh, it's hard to believe that Odell Beckham is the right decision for any team, given his history, yeah. but we'll see. Uh, I, I really doubt that things are going to work out well for him with the Rams, but again, we'll see. He's just a player who has a lot of baggage with him. Mm-hmm. 
No, 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 I agree with that. But uh, he, he's really talented. And, you know, if they go four receivers, which they're talking about, I mean, they're going to be really hard to be able to, you know, cover all four receivers because, you know, Van Jefferson's pretty good. And, you know, you know how good they are with Cooper Cup. I mean, he's putting up some of the best numbers in NFL history. Hey, Ed, you take care and uh, good to have you back for the Arizona game. Yeah, indeed. Looking forward to it, John. All right, 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN, John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Joel in Seattle. Hey, Joel. Hey, Joel. Uh, oh, sorry. Hey, no, John, you're, you're, I, I'm John. You're Joel. Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't forget your name now. <laughs> hey, uh, I want to jump back to Gruden for a second. Yeah, go ahead. And I'm sure his NFL career is done, but is there any chance he could uh, be back at the college level somehow or anywhere involved in football going forward? I think so. I mean, am I mistaken? But wasn't there some story this past week where he's under some consideration for LSU? Because you know, Ed Ogeron's going to be stepping down at the end of the season. And uh, I don't know uh, if it was a matter that they were thinking about flying him in and interviewing him. But I would have to think that, yeah, I think there is a chance because uh, he's a good coach. I mean, certainly he's not a good front office guy because, again, look at the decisions he made in personnel and the problems there. And certainly in the NFL, he's burned all bridges with the uh, the, the emails and everything else. Uh, but, uh, no, I think that – you know, and one thing about uh, John Gruden, which I, I've always liked – and again, this is I have nothing on the emails that I liked. I thought they were terrible. I thought he deserved being fired. I think all those things were there. But, uh, you know, one of the things that he did is that uh, he would go around as the head coach of the Raiders and go to college teams that had, you know, different type of offenses, whether it's air raid or, you know, different type of things, and study that and try to learn that. And so, uh, you know, uh, I, I hope from his standpoint, that LSU is interested and other colleges are interested. All right. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. And so it's like, uh, yeah, because that's the one thing that uh, you look at is that, uh, I mean, he is a good coach. And, you know, say what you want. It's like I am totally upset with what he did through the years. You know, because, again, you know, it's like I didn't realize he had – this, because uh, again, having worked with him, having been with him so many times, I've always liked him. In fact, I go back with him to when he was back as a uh, assistant with the Green Bay Packers. You know, because I still remember talking to him back then. And then, of course, you know, as he rose up in Philadelphia and he did all these different things. Because I still remember when he was in Philadelphia and he was always complaining about how the uh, you know, being in the office, and the office had all these different type of how cold it was at different times, and you know, different you know, not I don't know bugs or mouses and things of that nature. I still remember that, but it's like yeah, uh, you know, I've always liked him, and I always kind of root for him. And you know, it's like I know that uh, I I think it's impossible for him to get back in the National Football League because of you know the emails and everything else. But I could see him getting into college because you know the one thing is. He can lead men. I mean, he can certainly, uh, you know, do the best he can with his offensive play calling and all that stuff. So we'll see 
if that does happen. But uh, yeah, again, how true that story is about the interest of LSU. But again, when you have you know so many college openings and you know a name like John Gruden, I mean, it's like yeah, there could be a possibility that he could end up you know getting back. And I think you know he could be a good fit in LSU. Uh, because again, Ed Ogeron, as great of a person as he is, you know, it, uh, it hasn't worked out for whatever crazy reason. Because what two years ago they were fantastic, they were really good, and then the next thing you know, they come back and they just have laid an egg in the last couple of years. Why that happens, I don't know, but whatever it is, it cost him his head coaching job, and so now you know he's. Uh, going to step down at the end of the year. And, you know, I, I would imagine that he's probably going to go, if he doesn't get another head coaching job or something like that, he'll end up going on the, on the, one of the networks, you know, to broadcast, whether it's going to be SEC Network or ESPN or anything like that. So we'll see how that goes. But, uh, you know, Ed's a good guy. You know, John, despite the fact that he had the emails, I, I still like as a person and all that stuff. But, uh, again, I can never, ever endorse what he was emailing out and how bad it was. And, you know, the fact that uh, he's saying, well, you know, it's like you'll find out the truth. Well, we know the truth. The truth is you're sending out bad emails for whatever reason. I mean, you can blame the Washington football team. You can uh, blame, uh, you know, certainly uh, the New York Times. You can blame, you know, ESP. You can blame whoever it is once the emails came out. He deserved to get fired. All right, taking your phone calls. Uh, Dave Grosby joining us at 10:30. Uh, we're here to 11 866-979-ESPN 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show 710 ESPN Seattle. <laughs> 